Tuesday morning to you here in upon further review. Trevor Mader filling in for Derek Martin once again, the 1,351st. Good job. Uh, you know the episode number better than our fearless leader does, Derek Daniel Martin. He uh, has an interview coming up later on in this segment or in the show with Matt Goldman uh, talking hot stove, and he sent it through his 1531. Close, not really. But I mean, really, actually, not close. Yeah, that that happened. What three yeah, weeks ago? Yeah. Four weeks ago? Fifteen thirty-one. Oh, oh. oh, we're still like hundred. I thought you said thirteen thirty-one. No, thirteen thirty-one would have been close. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we're like at least half a year. Well, more than half a year oh, yeah. away from fifteen thirty-one. I mean, we're hundred eighty more shows, so almost probably a whole year, really. Yeah. So, and yeah, not quite. He, Matt Goldman coming up. Uh, hot stove chatter. With him, also, we're going to hear from our Jim Hughes Real Estate Camay Land Female Athlete of the Week, Missy Avazek of St. Albert, uh, standout for the Saints, playing well uh, this season. I had a chance to watch her as a freshman last year, really came on late in the season, uh, had a phenomenal game against Kemper right before Christmas break. She's six foot four, Ryan. When you're six foot four as a sophomore in the Hawkeye 10, you can do a lot of good things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we'll hear from her coming up. At around uh, 11.50 this morning. So lots of great stuff uh, on the docket today. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Uh, is your phone more important than, yeah. than me? I mean, it, there's, more in, there's more knowledge in my phone than what's stored in your brain. Uh, use, useful knowledge, definitely. Mm-hmm. Useless knowledge? My phone has all the useless knowledge, yeah. too, that you have. So Useless knowledge, maybe not. It's just, it's it's a weird time of year, Mater. Um, there's not a lot of sports that happen there's bowl games well there's yeah no bowl games are on the schedule and they they're switching teams around in bowl games and moving things every which way um the nhl is pretty much like shut down the season they i mean they went on a pause and then they're supposed to come out of the pause this week and like the blackhawks had a game that's supposed to be tomorrow that's already that's already been postponed then they announced they're pulling out of the olympics with nhl players so I did uh, see that. So that so. and and Team USA. I mean, obviously, we're only, you know, we're what like less than two months from the Olympics, which is really weird. Six weeks, right? Because yeah. it's going to be it's a unique situation where the Olympics will be going on While, during the yeah, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, which is why NBC wanted uh-huh. the Super Bowl. So, like Team USA for hockey, they basically they put together. A, a GM and a coach because the the people they had in charge previously were were NFL guy or NHL guys, um, and now these guys have you know no time at all to put together a team. Uh, they're using they're going to try to use American players who are playing overseas and get them back here. Um, maybe a chance they use some like AHL or ECHL guys, some minor league hockey kind of guys, and put together a team it's going to be a lot different and then they have like no time to actually yeah. train and play the olympics in beijing this year yes the beijing area i mean yeah. it's going to be spread out around but yes beijing is the host city that's what i thought uh ryan on this day in sports history there has been a handful of things that have gone on uh, as you might expect on december 28th one of which i did not know uh occurred this you know in december i always thought it was a january thing how about the greatest game ever played Okay. 
Baltimore Colts, New York Giants, 1958 NFL championship game. How many? There were a lot of Hall of Famers that played in that game. There were 17. Okay. Do you know what makes that game special? No. It was the first ever overtime game. Oh. Yeah, there had never been an overtime game. Uh, Johnny Unitas, late in the game, takes the Colts down the field. They they tie it uh, to go to overtime. And they win it on a walk-off, one-yard touchdown run by Alan Amici. Nothing says exciting like a walk-off fullback dive to win a hey, championship. you know what? Nowadays, we wouldn't have seen that. They would have probably kicked a field goal. Probably. So, add props to them for, for doing that. Uh, but, they, I mean, they could have kicked a field goal, too, and won. Because, yeah. I mean, it was sudden death at the time. That, came, that went down on this day in 1958. 1974, Oklahoma State won the Fiesta Bowl. They beat BYU 16-6. to Here's another. This is a good day for the NFL. 1975, the Hail Mary with 32 seconds left in the NFC Divisional Playoff game. Cowboys quarterback Roger Staubach throws a legendary 50-yard winning touchdown pass to Drew Pearson to defeat the Minnesota Vikings, and the Hail Mary play is born. He may or may not have pushed off, but it wasn't called, so touchdown stood, and, and the Cowboys okay. won the Super- went got, on to make the Super Bowl. I've got another on this date. This is the same year in 1975 because I was just talking about Olympic hockey. Yeah. Um. So on this date, 1975, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Super Series. Can't say I have. Okay, so the Soviets, who were pretty good at hockey. Uh, you ever seen Miracle on Ice? I have. Or Miracle. Well, Miracle, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Soviets sent their team over, and they played the New York Rangers. Mm. And the Soviets beat the Rangers 7-3. to three. Um, and that was just showing how dominant That's high scoring for hockey, right? Like seven uh, to threes in the, in that time, like now, like the way hockey's gone recently, like seven, three, you probably wouldn't bat an eye at, I mean, you're seeing most, most games are, you know, five, six goals for the winner. Um, so seven wouldn't be, but like in those days you had a lot of two to one, three to two. Um, but they sent like their all-star team over and, and they were called red army, all the Soviet hockey players. On those on those really good Olympic teams, this is from like the '60s through when Miracle happened. Um, they were all members of the Soviet Army. There's a thirty for thirty on the. Have you have you seen it? I, I have not. I, have, I think it's called a Miracles in Men. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So they they came over and uh, beat the Rangers on this date in 1975 at Madison Square Garden. Also on this date, 1990, we cannot forget about the first ever blockbuster bowl. Uh, Florida State beat Penn State 24 to 17 and really that is fitting because Blockbuster is no longer around. Florida State might as well no longer be around and Penn State might as well no longer be around. Man, so, that's rough. That is very fitting. Uh Blockbuster Bowl 2 same day two teams that are completely irrelevant. Well, one of them is. Yeah, Alabama yeah. beat Colorado 30 to 25. That was when Colorado was I mean it was they were a year removed from winning a national championship. 2008, the Detroit Lions suffer a 31-21 loss to the Green Bay Packers, first team to go winless in a 16-game season. Who was the orchestrator of that? Who was their general manager? Matt Millen. Well, he got fired midway through that yeah. season. Uh, he was not good at what he did. Who was their head? Was Rod Marinelli their head coach? I think he was. Probably. I'm a current Raiders defensive line yeah. coach, Rod Marinelli. Um, I'm pretty sure he was. You know, I. Obviously, I was in I was in high school, and I just I remember every week 
checking checking scores on Sunday. We had to do things a little differently in those days. I know, it was weird. And um, just every week saying, oh, I hope the Lions lose again this week. And they kept losing, they kept losing, and well, they finally it, did it. You go back to 2008, this is a part that I kind of remembered is the year before, they weren't, I mean, they weren't good. Mm-hmm. They started 6-2, and two, uh, then finished the year 7-9. and nine, And I remember, you know, at 11, 12 years old, coming into that year and you're like well you know brett Favre's retired or mm-hmm. retired and then unretired brett Favre's out of the division uh the bears quarterback play is not great still isn't you know yeah no it hasn't been uh it's like yeah, you know there's a chance the lions could maybe be relevant mm-hmm. the, and not only were they not relevant they were oh they were relevant in a really bad way uh maybe the the worst nfl team of all time there are some browns teams that have arguments to that speaking of which ryan I saw a stat last night. Uh, no, Ian Book was a starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints last night. Ian Magazine. Yeah. Ian, Ian Pamphlet. Yeah. Brochure. Tri- yes. Uh, and it went about as you would expect Ian Book starting an NFL game mm-hmm. against a really you know, pretty good defense. He had problems Dolphins. He had problems reading the defense yeah, he, is he what you're saying. Read the defense. That was good. <clears throat> that was really good. I'll give you that. Uh and it was the so the Saints lost like twenty to three was the final. I fell asleep. It was the twenty third consecutive loss by a starting quarterback that went to Notre Dame. Yes. Do you know who the last? It's Brady Quinn. Yeah. Do you know what team he did it for? The the twenty twelve Kansas City Chiefs. Oof. You want to talk about like bad? Mm-hmm. And I, we can dive into the 06 Raiders in a moment if you really want to. The twenty twelve Kansas City Chiefs. Are the, I mean, the 08 Lions were worse, but a team that I, as teams that I followed closely, like I didn't care about the 08 Lions, that team was flaming hot garbage. Yes. Let's take a look at some of the things that the 2012 Kansas City Chiefs are memorable. First of all, a quarterback controversy between Matt Castle and Brady Quinn. That's not. That's not a quarterback controversy. You so they, they had want. Romeo Cornell was yep. the coach in 2012. So Todd Haley had got fired the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got blown out by the Jets. Todd Haley acted like a, an idiot. Got like two unsportsmanlike conducts. It was an embarrassing loss. They fire him. Romeo Cornell is the interim. They beat the Packers the very next week, who were undefeated and like the heavy, heavy Super Bowl favorites and defending champions. They win like three of their last four. Romeo Cornell gets the interim tag removed, becomes a permanent head coach, and the 2012 Kansas City Chiefs were the – it made me hate football. Like, you know how Nebraska probably tests your love of football over the last three or four years? Yes. That's exactly what this team did. So I'm, I'm reading some of their stats from yeah. that year. So they led the NFL in giveaways. Yeah, that team was bad. 20 interceptions between Matt Castle and, and Brady Quinn. And then they also lost 17 fumbles. They started the season. They did not lead a game in regulation until week 10. So they, they won against the Saints in overtime. They were down 24-6. to six. They tied it. They never led. They tied it, and they kicked field goal to win it in overtime. And that was the year the Saints were a mess, too, because of Bounty Gate. Uh, they had six turnovers and a loss to the Chargers. I, I vaguely remember that. This one I'm not proud of. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, Matt Castle got hurt against the Ravens. Terrible game. Uh, he got hurt, and fans actually cheered him getting hurt. Like, that that's tasteless. 
uh, but that shows how bad. I I remember both of their games against the Raiders this season. Yeah, they weren't good. The, so in the week eight one was the one that Jamal Charles had only yeah. got five carries, um, and Romeo Cornell didn't know what was going on. Which is not a good look no. when you're the head coach. I mean, you, then, were, you were the guy in charge. Yeah. And then the Week 15 game where the Chiefs didn't get a first yeah. down until the third quarter. I think the, the worst They one, must have stomped on the Raiders logo or something. Right, probably. I think the worst one was in Week 16, and I kind of remember this game because it was whatever day it was, we were at a family Christmas at my grandparents. So, And I think it was so bad, if I remember correctly. So they get Des Moines. Where my grandparents are, they get the Des Moines channels. Yeah. And CBS did not carry the Chiefs game. I think they carried like the Packers game or whatever, which wasn't any better. Well, you're acting but, like they get to choose. No, they they don't. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But they, the powers that be that set the schedule said. But they they have they have the option. The the affiliates have the no the affiliates do, the affiliates do not choose what game they but get. But can't they like? But if the Chiefs were good, that the Chiefs Colts probably would have been on. Yeah, but it's it's the execs at CBS yeah. who are setting the schedule. But it was so bad that we didn't even get to. Yes, get but to they watch that game. they decided that the market right next to Kansas City doesn't need to see them. No, but uh, well, and, yeah, and again, the Chiefs were really bad. They didn't need to see them, uh, and the Chiefs rushed for a franchise record 352 yards and nice. still lost. And then you have the Javon Belcher situation, which uh, was terrible. So, who did the Chiefs turn that? Because they got the number one overall draft pick in 2013. Eric Fisher. And that was, and like actually, you look at that draft class, yeah. that wasn't really a terrible pick. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, like DeAndre Hopkins went late first round, but listen, DeAndre Hopkins was not going number one. Like you look at like the top 10 and the guys that were popular around that time, you know, Luke Jokel, that was a debate Luke, yep. with Eric Fisher, or Luke Jokel, and I was probably more so Luke Jokel. Well, he was he was coming out of a bigger yeah. school, and then Eric Fisher like blew it up at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Ziggy, they could have had Ziggy Ansah. Yeah, which I always thought like he had potential. Parkevius um, Mingo was in that yeah. draft. It was Ta- not, Tavon Austin. He was not a good D Milner, who I think see, was in the see league Tavon Austin would have been their Tyree Kill. Yeah, well, there was a time before the Alex Smith trade that they were you know it was like well, was Mike Glennon the guy? Like I that still yeah. to this day the Raiders raided in that draft too. Did they go DJ Hayden? That sounds about right. Man, the Raiders have not drafted a cornerback that's stuck in a long time. Now I will say, so that 2012 Chiefs team at the time made me hate football and maybe really just in general like hate life with how miserable they were. But looking back on it now, Did the Chiefs not have a second round pick. No, because they traded for Alex Smith. Ah, yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, like as terrible as that year was. If that year doesn't oh. happen, and then the third third round they drafted yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah, they went with Travis Kelsey, right? Was yeah. he third round? And yeah. then he was actually hurt his whole rookie year too. And then this last when he missed Sunday because of COVID was the first game he had missed since yeah. his rookie year. They also drafted Niall Davis. He had a couple good kick returns. Nico Nico Johnson. He never made the roster. So that's when it starts getting bad. Sanders coming. Cummings. I don't remember him. A cornerback out of Georgia. So obviously Sounds he, about right. he did good. Uh but Eric Cush. I will say though, the twenty as terrible as twenty twelve was, knowing now, you know, ten years later, I'd take it all over again. For mm-hmm. I mean, because if if they go seven and nine mm-hmm. in twenty twelve, they probably don't I mean they probably don't fire Romeo Cornell. 
No. They probably give him another year, at least. Andy Reid's probably off the market. You know, he's you know Buffalo was heavily after him. Arizona was heavily after him as mm-hmm. well. Uh, they would have drafted DJ Hayden. They probably would have drafted DJ Hayden. Uh, oh. But they you know they would have drafted like so they would have drafted somebody middle middle of the pack, right? Probably. So let's say let's say they were picking fourteenth. Yeah. Star Latulier, Kenny That's Kenny Vaccaro. Sheldon Richardson would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, no, DJ, they would they would probably still an offensive yeah. line. They might have got Kyle Long ten years earlier. DJ Fluker. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still on the roster somewhere. Yeah. Um, Kyle Kyle Long got taken in that round. I think uh, Travis Frederick was the other O lineman. That yeah. would have been like nice. The back half of that draft, like first round, you yeah. know, like Jonathan, Eric, Eric Reed was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Alec Ogletree. Cordero Patterson. Yeah, uh, that was good. But uh, Darius Slay went early, second round. Hey, Desmond Trufant, Raiders star last week, was drafted in that draft. You know, Zach Ertz went early, second round. But if none of that happens, they don't get Andy Reid. You know, then in the long haul, you know, they they're not as successful probably as they have been. They probably don't draft Patrick Mahomes, and they probably don't uh, beat the Raiders forty-eight to nine after the Raiders disrespected them by stomping on their logo. So. It all comes full circle, Ryan. Sometimes sometimes you have to go through Andrew Walter and Marcus Tuiasa Sopo to get to mm-hmm. to get to the promised land. So We tried. Yeah. I will take it like listen, I know I can be over the top with Patrick Mahomes and you I think I, I, I get that. Like but I grew up watching Brady Quinn. And I grew up watching Jamarcus right. Russell. And guess what? If if the Raiders go out and draft Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett tears it up, you have every right to. If you think Kenny Pickett's going to be on the board with, by the time the Raiders no, pick, no, they go out and sign Aaron Rodgers. Please, you don't. have every right to fall in love with Aaron Rodgers. I will not. No, you won't. I don't like toes. Or and you like vaccinations. I do. Uh, so yeah, like I sat through uh, Tyler Palco years, the Kyle Orton year. Kyle Orton games, it wasn't even a year. It was like four games. Your team never started Terrell Pryor when he was a receiver at quarterback. I think I would have rather had Terrell Pryor than some of those. You Brody Croyle Brody is the only quarterback in NFL history to start double-digit games and not win a start. <laughs> He's 0-10. So yeah. I, I think I would have... I would have been okay with Terrell Pryor. Oh, that was a fun game because uh, you know who his running back was in that game? Was it, I don't... Marcel Reese, the fullback. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> all their other running backs were hurt. So they just said, we're going to go with Terrell Pryor and Marcel Reese, and we're going to run read option. Is that the game where he ran like a, had like a 91-yard touchdown? Yeah. Steelers, right? Uh-huh. Out of the pistol, and he took off. And... You know what my favorite part of that Raiders team is? Because that was, what, like 2013? Yeah. Maybe? Fourth and, like... Yeah, they had 212 against the Chiefs. And I think coming into that game, too, the Raiders were playing like pretty well. And it was, you know, it was kind of like a game where both teams could show, like, hey, you know, we're turning things around. And the Raiders didn't do that. And oh, now you got me looking at the 2013 Raiders, and that's not. Uh, I need therapy for the 2013 Chiefs, probably. Like, that team was bad. Like, they were 11 and 5, they didn't beat anybody good. Their five losses were to the five good teams they played, and then they blew the second largest lead in playoff history. But it was a fun like at the time, it's zero expectation. Like Man. coming off of a, a abysmal year in 2012. So they 
Dennis Allen was the coach. Terrell Pryor was the starting quarterback until they brought in Matt McGloin as the starter. Oh, did he play on like Thanksgiving against the yeah. Cowboys? Uh, and they gave up against the Eagles. Nick Foles threw seven touchdown passes against the Raiders. That's who he did. I was thinking he did it against the Chargers. So. I couldn't. Their only Pro Bowler, Marcel Reese, the fullback. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, it was tough times in the early 2010s as an NFL fan. I guess it's still tough times in the 2021 for some fans. But hey, we still we control our own destiny. It's all you want. Great show coming up today. We've got Matt Goldman talking with Derek, MLB Hot Stove Talk, and Missy Evazek of St. Albert. Our Jim Hughes Real Estate Camp Manly Athlete of the Week on the way. Take me away.